Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, it's been a pretty tumultuous 24 hours uh, for Manchester United. No sooner had club legend Cristiano Ronaldo uh, been relieved of his duties than the entire club looks like it's been put up for sale. Uh, the football journalist uh, John Bruin joins me now. John, you're welcome to the show. Why are the Glaziers selling now? Hello, Kieran. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, why are they selling now? Um, well, it's time to go, essentially. Um, and... Uh, Okay, to take a, a sort of broader view, and it's one that I think has been taken by uh, the FSG at Liverpool, um, is that uh, the landscape has changed in terms of owning a, an English soccer club. Uh, it's maybe not the Klondike gold rush it might have seemed, uh, and it certainly has been for the Glazer family, who, let us recall, laid debt on the club and have been taking out a healthy dividend over the last few years but uh, as we're all finding with rising interest rates and rising cost of living and running businesses maybe uh, it's not quite as uh, cost effective as it as it was maybe the returns aren't going to be as good as they used to be um, and uh, you've also got um, within football um we're holding a World Cup at the moment in Qatar right now. Uh, and the power in football appears to have moved to those clubs owned by sovereign states who essentially have limitless funds. Uh, it helps if your club owner uh, has access to an oil field or a gas field. Uh, and the Glazers don't have that. And eventually someone's done the sums, perhaps um, pushed into this by uh, FSG at Liverpool going ahead of them mm. and... It's time to go. So is that who the prospective buyer is likely to be? A petrostate? Well, I think that's who they'd like it to be. It may not be quite so... Uh, that might not be who it ends up. I mean, if you actually cast your mind back to uh, the Chelsea auction that took place once Roman Abramovich relinquished mm. control or was forced out of Chelsea, um, that ended up uh, pretty much uh, a beauty contest of, of American owners, if you recall. Uh, they ended up with Todd Bowley, um, who heads up the uh, consortium. Um, now, uh, his uh, Clear Lake, uh, the major finances there. Now, I'm told if you drill down through where their money comes from, well, uh, you won't have to go too far to find Saudi Arabia involved there. So, <laughs> right. and, uh, yes, and uh, let us recall, of course, that Manchester United and uh, Liverpool were among the leading drivers, certainly from the English side, in the Super League um, Farago of, what is it, 18 months ago or so. And within that, um, again, the money was coming from Saudi finance uh, via one of the major American banks. Um, that's where the money lies, actually, uh, in geopolitical terms anyway. And it's gone that way in football, which over the last few years, of course, has become ever more attached to geopolitics as those of us watching the World Cup know all about. And whether it is then the Saudis and some guys, or God forbid, maybe it'll be Qatar uh, or some other state. I mean, what what are they buying if they buy Manchester United? Like, it's it's the brand. It's, it's intangible yeah. brand value is what you're buying, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, when, when the Glazers... The Glazers inherited... Um, 
Uh, this is John Motson line. He says it during the 1983 FA Cup final, the most famous club in football. And I don't think there was much argument about that when uh, Alex Ferguson was in his pomp and in 2005, OK, Real Madrid and Barcelona have a claim on that title, maybe one of the Italian clubs. But United were the biggest deal around under the Glazers. They have not. They've they've fallen away from that position now. Manchester United, if if, if you like, I do work in the uh, print media or uh, on the, on the web, still drive traffic like no other club. But they're a tarnished asset. They're not quite what they used to be. Clubs like Chelsea and Liverpool, who are always a big club anyway, have caught up. Uh, Manchester City uh, claim, uh, and uh, some may suspect the accountancy on this to be generating the most income. Uh, of any club. Manchester United are no longer at the top, but uh, anyone that takes over has an asset with a million fans. And if you can make that a million, million fans, you know, and if you make that club successful, uh, it's a, um, it can be a cash cow. And that's the reason the Glazers own it, owned it. They, they were able to take money. They were able to drive their own profits from it. Um, now, if you own a sovereign state and money's no object, then maybe that's not going to be too much of a concern, but it might help. M- might there be any political pushback, though, to Qatar? You know, we saw there was, to a degree, with the Saudis investing in Newcastle. Now, ultimately, that deal went ahead and yes. it has been to the betterment of the football team, though people will still accuse the whole project of being a, a kind of one-off sports washing. Um I mean, given the, the focus on Qatar and the human rights issues there around the World Cup, do you imagine Qatar getting involved in buying Manchester United might become problematic? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, Qatar obviously involved in PSG, but that, you know, another member of the Qatar Altani ruling family can get involved, I suppose. And, you know, the, the money comes from deep within those resources. But what are you looking at? And let's look at it at the level of a Manchester United fan. Um are you still going to support the club if it's run by uh, that type of entity? Now, quite a few fans did walk away because of the Glazers. Um, and there are quite a few principal Manchester United fans. Might a few more walk away because it was owned by uh, you know, a, a regime associated with human rights abuses? Well, possibly. But what we've seen at Newcastle, and OK, it's a slightly different dynamic in a club that had been, if not starved of success, has not had much success in recent years, a lot of their fans have embraced it. Um, and if you are the owner of a um, of a club and you are a, a also a part of a regime involved in those human rights abuses, if you take over a club like Manchester United, um, you're probably going to take away over a, a, a significant constituent of fans that are willing to back you. And willing to back every move. And we've seen that with Manchester City fans who mm. suddenly became experts on Middle Eastern uh, politics. And you've seen that with um, Newcastle fans with the, uh, their view on the, the, the Khashoggi murder. It, it, it all gets a bit ridiculous. It all, and, you know, it taints football for, to someone like me, you know, of a liberal left, uh, you know, bourgeois mind. It, it's all a bit distasteful. But... Um, not everybody thinks like me. You have to learn that in this world. And um, it, this idea of soft power and football and sports mm. washing, it's all pervasive in football now. We, we know that. I mean, is there a, a, a danger in selling the club given the economic storm clouds on the horizon now? I mean, for, for, forget the likes of the Qataris or the Saudis who yeah. maybe don't care about losing money 
um, because, you know, it's it's just about, you know, washing their brand in the eyes of the world. But for somebody else, is there a danger that they kind of fall victim to that old kind of trope of how do you make a small fortune in football? You start with a big one. Well, absolutely. I mean, and you, you could look at maybe, I think, both XC and Inter Milan have found themselves in that position. You know, those are two of the finest clubs in Europe where they've had to sort of revive themselves from getting owners who didn't know what they were doing. Um, of course, Liverpool were bought out by FSG back in 2010 after the Hicks and Gillette regime when these people came in and couldn't get the finance together to, to make Liverpool compete. That's what can happen. And um, OK, with the Glazers, uh, there aren't going to be many backwards glances from Manchester United fans towards them. And I suspect the feeling's probably mutual from the Glazer fans to most Manchester United fans. But uh, you, you, the devil you know is, is a definite aspect of this. Mm. Um, and of course, yeah, as you point out, uh, should interest rates continue to climb, uh, you know, um, let loans start to be called in across the world and financial collapses happen, then you're in that Warren Buffet, you know, who's caught with the without wearing trunks when the tide goes out. And that possibly could happen to Manchester United. But it appears the Glazers have decided that it isn't going to be them that's going to be caught out. They'll cash out. They'll take the money. See you later. All right. Listen, John, uh, we appreciate all of that, uh, uh, all that detail on the uh, sale of Manchester United football journalist uh, John Bruin there. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.